You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're here for you. Kapow, the pop culture podcast. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. That's the energy we want. Yeah. Woohoo! Going for it. This is our 900th episode from Quarantine. We hope you... I've been sticking with us through any audio hiccups or odd uh, presentation from us. If you're a patron, you can watch it on video. You can see how awkward we are screaming into our laptop monitors from home. That's right. Uh, That's right. Plus a secret Facebook page. Did we welcome our most recent patron? Not yet. We didn't. Thank you. Ms. Valerie Lowe is now a patron. <laughs> I thought you were going to call her M- Mrs. Coach Mayor. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Mayor. Odin Odin doesn't like a lady coach mayor she's on like the city council of lower Salem so she's she's almost to mayor status I uh, was enough same prestige I I do want some feedback because we're all dying to know like we know she's the patron we gave her access to the private Facebook page and we left Jared just out there because he didn't want to spend that dollar yeah, I wonder. I would like to know. I'd like an oral history <laughs> of this. How this all went down. Like I would like them each interviewed separately, mm-hmm. right? Where you get where somebody goes back and forth in the conversation. We get each side of each detail of the conversation. <laughs> that would be riveting. Yeah, good stuff. Um, I don't know. You know, people share their Netflix passwords and stuff like that. So I hope you're not sharing your patron mm-hmm. access. Uh, that's cause for uh, dismissal. <laughs> <laughs> we'll still take the dollar, but we're going to kick you out. Yeah, oh, yeah. You get, there's a uh, dismissal fee. So, yeah, no, Valerie, um, uh, MVP from our most recent uh, top toy countdown. We got uh, our top 10. Single-handedly yeah. got one of her favorites into the top 10. Yeah. From all her great suggestions. It was impressive. Recent student of the month, Washington State Community College graduate. So an Bravo. academic scholar, a pop culture scholar, and now a patron. What more could you want? That's right. Well, she All could have mentioned us in she could have mentioned us in the uh, the <laughs> article that was published in the Merit of Times, but yeah, I read that, that's the okay. Whole I, thing. I read the whole thing twice and it wasn't in there either time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But if you want to be as cool as Valerie and get mentioned an awkward amount on our podcast by a person, you can patronize us. One dollar is the only level we have. You get access to the secret Facebook page where you can vote in polls for things like one job. And you can tell us what kind of anecdotes you want to hear. We, We release behind the scenes audio. We do a few special recordings just for the just for the patrons. So if I've, you want to join that exclusive club, we would love to have you. 
I felt like they've really made out with these video shows because they're oh, yeah. they are the only ones that are seeing this stuff. You get and to watch your light flip on and off. Exactly, not everybody gets that. Yeah, we Did hope you see me laughing at it. You know, we stuff hope while Jordan's trying to talk. We really hope one of our patrons is a trained electrician who can diagnose the problem Somebody going on in Cliff's garage. I just want to. Are you? What I want to know is, Cliff, is your back to the door? No. Oh, I almost wanted to open so bad. <laughs> the door is over here. Oh, it's right geez. next to me, but it's it's right over here. Man, that would be cold out there. Is That'd it? Be it is, it's a like, I got my coat on. It's a little chilly. My nose awesome is cold. Someone like drove in there right now. <laughs> be like a scene in Dave. Yeah. I got. I've got my table is, set you up got here. Your milk table out there. <laughs> we. Uh. Oh, guys, I had to cancel Gen Con. Uh, that's not the kind of anecdote I want to hear. Mm-hmm. Well, I know. Uh, I, I've i been, like, uh, just pretending it wasn't happening, you know, that it, I wasn't going to have to cancel it. But That was a June event? No, it was in August. August. Oh, wow. Right at the beginning of August. Yeah, I... I, I just had... couldn't imagine doing it. Well, Look at the pictures of the herds of people, <laughs> and I was like, I don't think I can do that. Oh, has it has it not been canceled? Completely? No. Oh. No, actually, I was waiting. I was waiting. Usually, in like another week or two, they would release release the schedule for you to sign up for events. I was kind of waiting to see what happened if they were actually did that, and then they announced that they were putting it off a little ways. I was like, uh huh. I just, I just, I thought the way I read it was they had canceled the event and then refunded your tickets, but you just can't, you canceled your trip. It's probably still going to happen. You only had until uh, a certain date to get your money back. So, okay. I I can't imagine it happening though. When I, it's so funny though. I went to cancel it. I was like, I want a refund. And I knew there would be a fee or something for, you know, them having to, if you cancel tickets, but that's fine. Um, But I had, the guy gave me some options on the email. I could cancel or I could hang in there. But if I hung in there and it got canceled, I didn't get my my money back. It was very clear. Tell me on this option, please. (laughs) He's like, or you could roll it over into next year. Like, how about I just get my money back and decide <laughs> next year? Next year, I was like, "What are you maniacs talking about?" But just don't even—they shouldn't have bothered even running back with that dumb answer. Anyway, well, I've been waiting to hear on the Mothman Festival, which is in September, and finally got an email from them saying we are in discussions. We're talking to local and state officials about how to pull this off and to bring ten thousand people into a two-block radius. Um, and it said if we have to cancel, so that it's apparently that's an option that they would do the same thing. They would either happily refund our money, or you could roll it over and keep your table spot for next year. But they said, yeah. and so if in case of any fee increases, you will already have paid. It's like, oh, you're threatening to to raise the prices next year, but no, yeah. no uh, concrete plan yet for Mothman. Well, Alicia and I, we, this is an ongoing debate in our house right now. Like neither of us, and you will. can't leave. <laughs> yeah, neither of us will pull the trigger here. I'm going to the garage. We, we, <laughs> pull the trigger. 
we we have a trip planned to Walt Disney World at the end of June, the last week of June, for our 20th wedding anniversary. Oh, yeah. Well, it would be nice for you guys to get away and spend some time together. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, (laughs) right, yeah. Take a little vacation. But, yeah, neither of us were, we were just, all week we've been taught, like, what are we going to do? Are we going to cancel this? Are we going to move it? Are they even going to be open? And uh, just yesterday, I think Disney canceled everything through June 1st. Um, all the reservations, but they're opening up Disney Springs partially and they are um, opening up Shanghai Disney. Uh, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, uh, at some capacity, but we're, we're just like, we want to go so bad, but it's not looking good. So. Uh, we'll once on a brighter note, much like your light right now. <laughs> I bought some art. Oh. Did you pull the trigger on that? <laughs> I I did. Wow. I, I left you guys hanging. I didn't I uh, yep. Yeah. I had had you ever heard of that guy or is there like a bazillion uh image artist? What yeah. was the name again? Hickley. You know, you don't I don't know whether this is even a real name. That's his is at it's at Kickly or something K I C K L I Y, and I think he's a French artist, but he's very he obviously I I mean he's can speak both languages, but it, he obviously is very Americanized. You know, I I think English is probably his first language, but he is most of his art centers around what we talk about, like. 80s cartoons mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and that kind of that kind of stuff he does a lot of gi joe and transformers and things like that and i don't know i just stumbled on it I, in fact i think it's because i follow a gi joe twitter account and they retweeted some of his art and i just thought something about it cl- you know just some certain artists just clicked with you and i was like wow i really like this art you know and I've only been following him a few days, and he posted a picture of a Dungeons and Dragons cartoon that he painted. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I love this!" You know, and uh, I had to see about buying it. And, and he's he is French, the artist. I, I honestly don't know much about him. He does a couple things for Image. He does a did a French series, something about a mouse, and, and it has something to do with Monet. So that's very French set. But he does a series or um, something for an image called Purdy, P-E-R-D-Y, which is about like this Calamity Jane type character, um, you know, Western woman, rough woman or whatever. Anyway. All I, all I really know is these little, these little art pieces. Well, if you remember that car commercial that came out. Yeah, it's uh, not, I mean. But, I mean, like, wasn't that, uh, like, didn't it originate in, like, Belgium or somewhere? 
I have no idea. Okay. I think you're uh, right. I know it was foreign. Yeah, it was well, a foreign. You're right, it was, you're right, it was foreign. Yeah, it was a live action um, mm-hmm. version of Dungeons well, and Dragons. close to a finale we, <laughs> we got for that series. Right. From anyway, I just but... really fell in love with the picture as far as just as a little, as a, I mean, it's not like a super finished piece, you know, I mean, he's, a, it's kind of a, I don't know how you pronounce that. It's a gauche or gauche paint, and it's you know, it's I just loved it. It's very cartoony, but yeah, it's definitely got a lot of stylized. It's yeah. not it's not like photorealistic. There's some right, right, right. It's it's cartoony. So I, but I, you know, it just hit me, and I was like, anyway, I uh, he and I DM'd a little about it, and slid into his DMs. Yeah, I slid in there. He's very, uh, he really talks to his fans. I mean, anybody that comments on his stuff, he answers, and a lot of people comment. Hmm. Very popular in our age group, I would say. Yeah. But, so he's but got a he, bunch of G.I. Joe stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So I could see me getting something like that later if he has something that's just right. I'm sure you can commission things also, yeah. but I, I just, I wasn't planning on buying anything. Could we commission the three of us in, like, our heads on G.I. Joe costume, Bonnie, I, charging across I, the field I, I, with microphones instead of guns. I would assume that everything has a price. <laughs> Whatever hero we want. Right. Yeah. So oh, gung I'll, I'll ponder that. But anyway, it's on its way. I'm, uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, it was, huh. that's cool. I just, I, I think I was like, I've, need to fill up some walls in here. And I was like, you know, whatever it costs, I will surely get, I will love looking at that every day. And I know that. So yeah, I liked the, the, the samples you showed us. It was really cool. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to get it, get her framed and I'll post it and I'll let everybody take a look at it. Cool. So, well, I know. Well, otherwise, We've been spending a lot of time on uh, some TV, so what's been happening on the streams? There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Islands in the streams, that is what we are. Cross the streams. Oh my gosh. Um, We've been watching a lot of Disney Plus last week or so. Well, it was Star Wars Day, so they dropped a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, they they really did. May the fourth, of course. Um, the Rise of Skywalker finally debuted on on Disney Plus. Um, and then Seth, it's been weeks and weeks. Have you watched season seven of the Clone Wars yet? No, we're not allowed to talk about it yet. I'm not. I'm about halfway through. I'm trying to watch. And are you on watch season? List. Are Are you on? I'm on season? Se- I just started season four. Okay, so you're watching. Well, I've got one, two. Th- one, two, three, but I don't have to watch all of it. There's a certain amount of episodes I have to watch of it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm off the next couple of days. I'm going to get some more episodes. Yeah. I went back and watched uh, some of the Mando stuff from Clone Wars throughout the. Yeah. I season. watched the, um, I watched a Mandalorian thing. I got to see the dark saber the first time mm-hmm. and I got, uh, there was some of that. There was there was the Satine, yeah, character that was used to be Obi Wan's girlfriend or mm-hmm. some 
stuff. Yeah. And then I watched a like a three story arc the other day where Boba Fett was trying to kill Mace Windu. <laughs> As a, you know, Boba Fett's a kid. Yeah. Still a kid. You know, it's shortly after Attack of the Clones. Obviously, this is Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. But he's a kid and he comes into the, you know, whatever, wherever they're at, some space station, and, they, and he's trying to kill Mace Windu. And that was interesting. Well, uh, I'll just say, I think you'll have about the same reaction to the last, to the season seven, the last few episodes as everybody else. It's three, um, kind of separate stories throughout the season. And the last four episodes are great. They are pretty much a movie. Um, it takes us all the way up through revenge of the Sith. And I'll leave it at that for now, but uh, Filoni did an excellent job in giving giving fans what they want and giving fans what they didn't expect. So, um, so yes, more Star Wars came out. Uh, there's a new Disney gallery show on The Mandalorian uh, that I didn't think was going to be much, and it turned out so far. We have two episodes out so far. And it's been wonderful. Uh, the first episode has all the directors. I watched the first episode with John Favreau, who produced the show, and then was the showrunner. And but you've got a lot of uh, you've got Dave Filoni and Bryce Dallas Howard and um, Taika Waititi and all the the directors that did each episode for that first season. Deborah Chow, I think, and I don't know the other guy's name. Yeah. I was kind of surprised that they, I mean, it almost made it look like they were all there for every episode. It really did. And that's what surprised me too, was it was very much a team effort, even though the, somebody wasn't directing this episode. Um, there were some of the other directors there and Favreau was there and they're all, can you imagine the pressure to be trying to direct an episode and you know, these other people have directed the other episodes yeah. and they're like, they have to be judging you the whole time. Right. You're, you're really going to use that angle. <laughs> All right. I guess, but it's, yeah, I mean, it has to be like that. That's what it looked like, but it I was, was like, kinda... I can't imagine being Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, uh, no, but... I just mean, she's a, she's a newcomer director too. here. Yeah. She's got all these seasoned directors around her watching her. Yeah. Man, that'd drive me freaking crazy. But it was kind of genius, though, because their personalities, from what we saw, all seemed to kind of mesh together. They're all fans, and they it made it look like they worked as a team. Now, to me, there's no question here that Filoni is... I don't know why they don't... Lucasfilm doesn't just name him, you know... Star Wars, head, Lord head guy, of the Universe. Right, head guy in charge there. And and move Kathleen Kennedy back to wherever, you know, she needs to be. Um, the only thing I didn't like about that episode was that was I thought I was going to get a lot of making of, and instead I got seven people sitting around a table. Round table discussion. Yeah, that's yeah. not what I thought that show was going to be. Now... Now in the the episode two, um, it was all about legacy and it has 
some of that in it. Like you could tell they, they took some, some footage from that they filmed with episode one and put it into episode two. And it has other stuff in it and some other folks in it. And you get to see a little bit more about how they did things um, with the Mandalorian. But it talks a lot about uh, how they did things in in the original trilogy, the in the the prequels and stuff too, and and how they're all connected. But at the end, don't spoil it. At the end, Dave Filoni um, just kind of goes off on a rant. Not really a not a rant. Heard, What's I that? heard that Filoni really laid it down. <laughs> yeah, Filoni really laid it down. In Phantom Menace, you're watching these two Jedi in their prime fight this evil villain. Maul couldn't be more obviously the villain. He's designed to look evil, and he is evil. And he just expresses that from his face all the way out through the type of lights every fights with. What's at stake is really how Anakin's going to turn out. Because Qui-Gon is different than the rest of the Jedi. And you get that in the movie. And Qui-Gon is fighting because he knows he's the father that Anakin needs. Because Qui-Gon hasn't given up on the fact that Jedi are supposed to actually care and, and love and that that's not a bad thing. The rest of the Jedi are so detached and they've become so political that they've really lost their way. Mm-hmm. And Yoda starts to see that in the second film. But Qui-Gon is ahead of them all. And that's why he's not part of the council. So he's fighting for Anakin. And that's why it's the duel of the fates. It's the fate of this child. And depending on how this fight goes, Anakin is gonna, his life's gonna be dramatically different. So Qui-Gon loses, of course. So the father figure, because he knew what it meant to take this kid away from his mother when he had an attachment, and he's left with Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan trains Anakin at first out of a promise he makes to Qui-Gon, not because he cares about him. When they get Anakin, when they find him on Tatooine, he says, why do I feel like we've found another useless life form? He's comparing Anakin to Jar Jar. Excuse me. And he's saying, this is a waste of our time. Why are we doing this? Why do you see importance in these creatures like Jar Jar Binks and this 10-year-old boy? This is useless. So he's a brother to Anakin eventually, but he's not a father figure. Mm. That's, that's a failing for Anakin. He doesn't have the, the family that he needs. He loses his mother in the next film. He fails on this promise that he made, Mother, I will come back and save you. So he's left completely vulnerable. And Star Wars ultimately is about family. So that moment in that movie, which a lot of people, I think, diminish into just all oh, just a cool lightsaber fight, but it's, it's everything that the entire three films of the prequels hangs on is that one particular fight. And he, he gives this amazing, like, TED Talk as all the rest of them are sitting around him, and he is just, I mean, he is educating them on Star Wars. And Schooling them. He, he really did. And, and what George was doing and what George thought and the, he makes Lucas look like a genius. The best moment of the first episode is, you know, related to that is that it's just a blip because Filoni's talking about him and, the, and and all that. And there's just a blip of they're making the show and George is sitting there. And, it, and yeah, he's just kind of he leaned over talking to somebody. And just that respect is so nice. Mm-hmm. to see you see it like you've got like you say Filoni's gonna be the man yeah and just to know that he has such reverence for George and you know George isn't gonna get to come in there and dictate anything but right. he sure as should get to set there yeah ab- absolutely um but at the end of this episode Filoni I mean I watched it and I'm just sitting there like in awe of Dave Filoni 
and listening to it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I never put that together. And he's talking about, this is what George was doing. And at, then I, after he was finally done, because at, at, after he's finished, they're all kind of sitting there in awe of him too. All these creators and directors of the, of the series that everybody loves. And they're like, oh my gosh. And then I thought, does he really is like he that in tune with George Lucas or is he just really this good? And he's trying to make George look greater than he already is. Some of it. Yeah. I I think that he, I I think he has a lot of ideas and interpretations and he does transfer a lot of, give a lot of credit to George. Maybe that George didn't even think that deep about some things, but that's fine. But yeah, um, gosh. yeah, he probably deserves whatever yeah. power they could give him uh, for having the best track record since George for yeah, this right. stuff. Like the way yeah. the Mandalorian has just been universally loved, the way the cartoons were beloved by fans. Like there hasn't been a lot of no one, no one's batting a thousand at Star Wars with any of the movies <laughs> or anything for a long time. Yeah, he and Favreau are a great pair. Yeah, there's definitely a. I'm interested to see the future with them. Yeah, I want to ke- check that episode out this weekend. Well, breaking news. Uh, <laughs> as, <laughs> as for the moment we record this, Boba Fett has been confirmed for season two. Yes. Gosh. And he's going to be... Tamira Morrison, the right. actor. The... He played Django in the prequel. Yeah. And he was Aquaman's dad in the Aquaman movie, so he's a familiar face. He's coming back. It said he's not going to be a major part, but Boba Fett will be in the second season. Insert Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man gif. Right. <laughs> well, I'm also curious, too, since they announced this, because we have uh, also confirmation from a few weeks ago that Rosario Dawson is playing Ahsoka Tano from The Clone Wars in season two of Mando. And I have seen... Uh, concept art for season two, I believe. I think it was tagged for from Dave Filoni, but I'm not 100% sure. But it's Ahsoka and Captain Rex. So I'm wondering if, if this actor is going to continue on since he's going to do. Uh, and play Captain Rex. And play Captain Rex. That would be a trick. <laughs> that, that would be freaking cool. If he comes back and plays Boba Fett yeah. and Captain Rex. I'm on board. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Work your magic, uh, Dave. He should do, he should play like a whole freaking squad. He should. It'll just, <laughs> just like in the Clone Wars. They, they used Hell his yeah. face in the cartoon. Again, the Clone Wars hat. <laughs> um, that yeah. seems to confirm, if you remember the episode uh, with Ming-Na Wen. Those are going to be Baby Yoda's first words. Again, the Clone Wars. <laughs> but the episode of Ming-Na Wen was the bounty hunter that they were hunting, and the, a shadowy figure shows up at the end, and it sounded like he had spurs on his boots, and everyone said, is that possibly Boba Fett? And it sounds like it was. It was on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get the first appearance post-Jedi of, you know, how he get out of that Sarlacc pit? We're gonna right. we're gonna find out, I guess. Yeah, Star Wars just keeps getting better and better. <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of haters. <laughs> um. So yeah. So a lot of Star Wars on Disney Plus. 
Clone Wars, Siege of Mandalore, um, there at the end was great. Uh, watch The Rise of Skywalker if you're able to watch that, and then get start getting excited about The Mandalorian season two because it, it sounds coming like it's in gonna October. Be great. And and I saw Rich Rodriguez is going to direct some of the episodes on season two. Robert Rodriguez, yes. Robert, what did I say? Rich Rodriguez. He was a football coach. <laughs> Ro- Robert. All right, clones, get in there. We're going to take it to him. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. So they're going to continue on with um, more big names for that. So and right. Taika Waititi's going to do a movie too. So. Supposedly. Yeah. yeah. As of they let's keep announcing people that are going to do start. So are the guys from Game of Thrones. So is Ryan Johnson. I am. Jordan's doing one. That's right. Jesse, get out there and yep. make your Star Jesse's, Wars movie. Jesse's halfway done with his. He's got a lot of singing. Yes. And dancing, guitar mopping, mm-hmm. and rakes and things. Overdub. But it's mostly done. Yeah. No cussing. No overdub over that. Um, so yeah, Weird Al Al was right all along. They'll be making these movies till the end of time. Yes, (laughs) I love that song. Um, Um, go ahead. Yeah, and I saw Prop Culture. Yeah, I only watched the first episode, but I cried. Yeah, uh, Mary Poppins. That was the best episode. (laughs) Mary Poppins. I I was caught off guard. I cried before they did. (laughs) I was like, when they opened the first crate with the first crappy horse in it. Yeah, I was just like, "Why can't I see what's happening?" <laughs> I, I, I was just like, I, "I don't even know what about it caught yeah. me." Mm-hmm. It's just like, I don't know. And I, I thought, I guess I was just like really absorbed in it and thinking, like, "Can you imagine being standing there and they're opening that crate?" Just yeah. like, wow. And then I was like, "Why is nobody else crying?" And then you know, they open the other one, and Aaron Andrews starts crying. I was like, "Well, it's about damn time." Yeah, yeah. Just seeing the face on that one, I think that looked like Dick Van Dyke, and I Mm -hmm. was like, "Wow, this is so cool." Yeah, uh, the the Mary Poppins episode was definitely the best of the series, but I've watched so far. I've watched the Tron episode, which was good. Um, the Honey I Shrunk the Kids episode, uh, which I really enjoyed. That um, they had the the shrinking ray gun and everything they restored. Um, they're actually restoring some some of these props that don't work anymore or have been changed or missing parts. It did work. Well, of course it did. (laughs) Um, How else did those kids get shrunk down to the size of an ant? That's why I made any more movies. No, like um, the Tron episode in the back in the Disney archives, they have the actual original neon sign for Flynn's arcade. They had that in a crate, but it did not fully work anymore. So they brought an expert in to um, restore it. And at the end, you know, they light that sucker up and I was like, it's pretty cool. Uh, and then they, I watched the, the last episode on there right now is uh, the original Muppet movie from 1979. Yeah. I want to watch that one. So that, I that probably won't really watch cool. them all, but I'll watch that one. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to, Watch them all. There's a few on there I skipped already. So what? I'm well, worried. I'm not a big Nightmare Before Christmas fan, oh, and man. there was another one. On, I was, anyways, great show. Highly enjoying that. Um, also, I'll throw in uh, another great show since we're in Ohio, 
if you go on Disney Plus to the over to the Nat Geo section, scroll down to a little series called Secrets of the Zoo. Everything we do is to better their lives here. I love you. Yes, I do. I have a flamingo daughter named Holly Akala, and she likes to greet me every time I go into the flamingo yard. Hi, baby boo. I want a hug. Oh, my goodness. You look crazy. She, in particular, will charge on over. She runs right into me and then does a happy dance. Yeah. I love you. The day-to-day life is crazy. No two days are ever going to be the same. Anybody get hurt? If this is what 15 years of school gets me, <laughs> I think I've, I've achieved what I wanted to achieve. Teamwork. That's the biggest thing. That's what makes this entire zoo run is teamwork. I'm Jungle Jack Hanna. We got animals. We got keepers. Kitty great. And a whole lot of poo. Welcome to Zoo Life, only on Nat Geo Wild. Secrets of the Zoo is all about the Columbus Zoo in Columbus, Ohio, and the Wilds, which is over in in Zanesville, Ohio. Um, So that's pretty local for us. But uh, a lot of episodes on that. My kids are actually watching it. Um, That near the Zanesville Animal Sanctuary? I don't know how close it was to the Zanesville Animal Sanctuary, but... uh, yeah. Is that where Joe Exotic was? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's where Seth Exotic was. Yeah. One Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's a really good show on Disney Plus, And I think that's all I have for them. Um, well, if we're talking Disney Plus, I want to throw in, and there, there are no rules anymore because oh. society's broken down. Yeah. Our review of Onward, I had a couple things I forgot to mention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pixar film. It was. Good call. Uh, Can't believe we forgot that. Yeah, we, but we did a review of it. We were generally positive about it. I think it came off, of, when I re-listened to it, I felt like we were a little more negative than my overall opinion really was. Like, it was good. Yeah. But we, as we are wont to do, we kind of highlighted what we didn't like more than we did what we did like. But uh, I forgot to mention the song at the end. I did not realize Brandy Carlisle yeah, yeah. was the song yeah. for it. I thought that was a cool thing. Uh, I'm a kind of recent convert to her. I really like her music, and it's pretty much a guaranteed Oscar nomination. And he picks our song. Yeah. So I'm like, as soon as that pops up, I'm like, whoa, Brandy Carlisle is going to get nominated for an Oscar. I thought that was cool. And the second thing I forgot, I wanted to ask Cliff what kind of reaction to this was the character that Lena Waithe played, who is, she was in uh, this season of Westworld. Uh, she was in Master of None. She is the lesbian uh, African American mm-hmm. woman, and she, she played play? the she, she played the police woman when they pulled over uh, the car, and oh. she made some kind of comment about her wife at home. Yeah, yeah. And it like it took a second. Like, oh wait, what? That was so like I another you know, another. You, see, you didn't. It just it happened so fast. It was not a plot point or anything. Right. Disney has been raking over the coals before for adding in gay characters. You know, Gaston or whoever and, kissing somebody or whatever that yeah. like like huge controversies. And this, there was I don't remember hearing anything about. Yeah, I didn't it. even I don't even think I noticed it in the movie. I remember uh, I noticed it, but yeah, I don't remember seeing any backlash over it. 
that may that, be isn't that, be, we, isn't that kind of weird? That it is weird. Um, yeah. it may be because partly the film wasn't in theaters very long. True, true. Um, and that's ten tends to be when there's an uproar over stuff is when it's brand new and and first comes out. But yeah, and she was a mythical creature of some sort, so it wasn't like you know two human females. That would be eh, that would yeah. be wrong, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, that's that's true. I didn't even. I didn't even think about oh people are gonna have a problem with this. So. Yeah, I just it just it happened. So it was just it was very subtle and it happened very fast. Mm-hmm. So I I don't yeah I wondered I thought I'm sure there was had to be some outrage there but I I just hadn't heard any mention of it so I was curious. Hmm. Yeah, I think we Disneyed it. Okay. Well, we got- I want to welcome everyone uh, community. The sitcom is now streaming on Netflix, so I just wanted to welcome all the new fans to community. Nick just watched the whole series. Really? Good. Good. And good. I had and he didn't like it. No. But he watched it all. <laughs> what is he watching the whole series? <laughs> He's like, Well, I didn't have anything else to do, so I watched it all. He's like, he didn't it's so funny because he's like like I don't like they got rid of Chevy Chase. He 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 really liked Chevy Chase's character. Who doesn't? Huh? Well, I just meant Chevy Chase. Who doesn't like Chevy Chase? Right. Well, then he. Uh, Anyone who's ever worked with him. (laughs) Right. So he was, he's like, I don't understand. He's like, he's like, they brought in all these new people. I don't like any of them. And he's like, they got rid of Chevy Chase. I was like, well, you need to Google why they got rid of Chevy Chase. He's like, okay. He's like, well, I understand why, but I'm not going to say that the show was better for him not being on. Well, that's another part of watching it streaming just all the way through. It, you know, this took six years to get to that point. But yeah, that Chevy Chase left early. Donald Glover left before the end. The last season was on that weird U, uh, Yahoo streaming platform where they brought in a bunch of new cast members. It was just weird and didn't really fit. There was a season that Dan Harmon was not involved in that everyone kind of agrees wasn't that good. So. There were ups and downs, but when that show was firing, it was one of the best of all time. And I'm I'm trying really hard not to say where were all you people when this show was on and struggling for ratings, and were you know it, every year we didn't know whether it was going to be renewed or not. So I don't want to say yeah, better late than never. But I'm glad to have you aboard. It is pretty crazy to think though that The Office, Community, and Parks and Rec were all on NBC. You know the same time together. I, and 30, I, and 30 rock. And I have th- tried watching community a couple different times. And I watched a little episode here or there with Nick watching it. It's just like, it just doesn't work for me. I don't know. There's just some stuff. I, I'm sure, I'm sure it has good points and bad points and you pays off to watch it all. But I, I'm just like, I don't like Joel McHale. That was my problem with the show too. I don't like Joel, Joel McHale. And so I and just I, never got I, into it. I, I love Allison Brie and Gillian Jacobs, but but it's just like the cadence to some of the talking, you know, the humor. I don't know. Seth needs to watch the episode about D&D. I watched it. I specifically watched D&D and Modern Warfare or Paintball or whatever they were doing. And I knew there's another D&D one. And Cliff needs to watch. They did an animated one in the, mm-hmm. G, the style of G.I. Joe. All right, what else? Streaming. 
So the there was some breaking community news, right? Yeah, they're gonna do. They're they're doing a a Zoom episode like we're doing right now. Really, with everybody except oh. except Chevy Chase. Well, that sounds about right. But even Donald Glover is going to be there. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see the Park Correct thing? Yeah, it was that was nice. I, I can't say it was a great episode or the best Thank episode, you. but it, it was nice that they did it, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was nice and fine, but I'm so sick of hearing such great reviews about it. Like, this was just what I needed. This is the greatest thing. It was so good. Whatever. Whatever. The whole time I was cringing because it is what every one of these things is right now. It's like, oh, it's Zoom. Oh, look, you're not there. Here's why you're not in the room with me. Yeah. Oh, Here's somebody's got their silly filters on. Like, just kill me. It, yeah, was, it was not groundbreaking by any stretch, no. but that, that that final sing along that was the it only got thing. me. It got me in the heart. I that I, was I, it. I sang along with Lil Sebastian. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I did not watch that. Um, simply because I forgot, but uh, I did watch a few when this first started happening. Um, and everything was shut down. I know you guys don't watch Doctor Who, but there was a, uh, there was a, uh, a, I don't call it an episode, but it was called Goodbye Sarah Jane. And Sarah Jane was kind of, is kind of the most celebrated companion to Doctor Who. She started with the fourth Doctor, we, um, Tom Baker. established that we do not. Yeah, you guys don't know. But anyways, the actress, um, she had a spinoff series a few years ago called The Sarah Jane Adventures. And she had, um, where she was the main character, she had Canine, the robot dog from the series years ago. And it had some young kids on the show. Well, the actress passed away uh, several years ago, uh, I think from cancer. But it was, by the time she knew she had it, it was too late and she passed away shortly after that. So it was a very all uh, of the sudden thing. And anyways, they put out, um, they had some of the, they had the grown up kids from that series as well. As some of the other companions from the original doctor who series. And it was all narrated and they made kind of an episode out of it. Um, but it, it, it was actually, it was really good and kind of touching and I forgot to mention it, um, several weeks ago, but you just, you guys just reminded me of that. You can check it out on YouTube. It's just called goodbye, Sarah Jane. And it's a sweet little thing. Um, but, it, but it was, you could tell it was done in their apartments or wherever they were, you know, lived, um, and put together, but it was kind of cool. Well, that's what I've wondered. What you know? How soon production gets back? How how you know? Are we going to have a fall TV season or a summer blockbuster season? Or, or are you know are Hollywood productions going to flock to places that have opened back up? You know, like South Korea mm-hmm. is that going to become a hub for filming stuff just because? Or like New Zealand, you know, has basically taken care of the virus. So I I, I don't I can't foresee what the next year even looks like. In in are we going to have like are we going to have like when there was a writer's strike and suddenly we're going to have a bunch of reality shows? Yeah, that could be. 
And I don't know. I was thinking of this today, too, of like, how do you not address this on shows? Like, how do the detectives on NCIS not wear masks while they're detecting stuff? Like, I, yeah. I, do you just stay in a fictional world and pretend like, do we want escapism from it? We don't want to think about it. We want to watch fake stuff on TV or do I, I don't get I don't that. know. Like I've already said it bugs me to watch and see them without this and like being in each other's faces and everybody's around each other. But I don't know that I want to watch everybody doing this and how crazy that I hope that how cra- that would look crazy in the future if you watched episodes from mm-hmm. this time period. Yeah, yeah. This is unprecedented. I don't like it. Like what does a rom-com look like? We're like Oh, it's going to be the it's going to be one of a hundred million rom coms where oh we've got masks on we're trying to kiss oh boy this is silly we had a meet cute on Zoom and then oh just kill me I don't want to watch any of that shit (laughs) this is going to suck but you can't really do the big budget movies that require hundreds and hundreds of cast members and crew members. But like, yeah, like I said, reality TV, small budget, like that, that seems to be the only thing that you could start producing again. All I hope is they can figure out how to do some more Survivor. <laughs> well, they, you know, they test them and they're good to go and they put them on an island and don't worry about it. You know, God forbid they do it in, uh, just, just that, don't do it in somebody's backyard. That should be the new Jeff show. Probes, that, that's the real... No, 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 that's the real survivor. They take him off the island. Yeah, just do it in Jeff Probst's backyard. I bet he's got a big ass backyard. We, we up the ante. Just go out, go out there and do tribal council. Whatever. Oh. All right. Well, I got a little bit of streaming. Yeah. From the DC Universe app mm-hmm. that I purchased legally. Sure. Ring comics on there. Sure. I haven't tried yet. It's I I don't know. It's weird. I, You're afraid I you'll get turned. And it's also someone else's account, so I'm afraid if I click on a book, it'll like start recommending them. So I'm trying to have a as light of a footprint as I can on someone else's account. But uh, Harley Quinn, I checked out the first season of that. Uh, season two has just started recently, so season one, 13 episodes. And people really seem to love it. Very universally acclaimed. Cliff, did you check out any of that? Not of season two, no. Have you watched? Have season you been kicked two. off your uh, account? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you want, you've seen it. You've seen some of it. Yeah. The Sean service has really went down. It really way. has. <laughs> I saw that the Schwann guy came to your house yesterday. Or yeah, I, I was. Um, I was at my store. Right. And uh, he showed up at, I guess, like two o'clock in the afternoon. And um, I, I, I got home and, you know, they were like, oh, Schwanz was here. And I was like, why was he here this early? Because Michael always came at like eight o'clock at night. And uh, so I messaged Michael and I was like, what? I, I was like, something's fishy here. These guys are showing up in the afternoon. And you always came at night because you said you had to be out so long. So I'm wondering if they were all pl- playing a huge joke on him and he was the only one out there at like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. That seems the most logical answer. Yeah. Possible he was running at a different pace. <laughs> Medium pace. 
So have you watched Doom Patrol yet, Jordan? No. He wants to talk about Harley Quinn and how much okay. he hates it. And you're stupid for having yeah. watched well, it. No, I'm curious if, you know, it. I didn't know if this was a cliff show or not. Yeah, I, it's... Eh, I mean, it's fine. There are things I like about it, but I don't... I didn't... It wasn't something like I had to watch. You know, I got... I watched several episodes... And it was fine. I I liked it. I you know, but it wasn't all that. Like when I was watching Doom Patrol on DC Universe, that was a show I was like, I cannot wait. <laughs> We're talking about Doom Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> I really miscalculated it. I'm just going to shove it in there. But that was a show that I really looked it's forward happening, to. People. <laughs> Every week, I was like, I I need more Doom Patrol. Yeah, I, I'm just of a similar opinion where, like, I think the show's good. I think it's very well made, but I'm just, I, it's not for me. It's not my show. It's not mm. something I'm really enjoying. It's fairly funny. It's a very good cast. Kaylee Cuoco is Harley. It has Lake Bell as Poison Ivy. Uh, and a lot of great comedians. Alan Tudyk, Ron Funches, J.B. Smoove. Uh, Jason Alexander is on it from Seinfeld. Who's he? Uh, he is Cyborgman, the elderly cyborg who rides around on a rascal scooter. Cyborgman. Right. Wow. Right. Mud shaking. We pulling a caper. Bye. After today, you're in the crew, even if it's just you and me. Hiya. I still have my license to kill. That's the AARP card. Oh. Um. And it's there's good stuff about it. Like it, it doesn't. It's like it doesn't take itself seriously. It kind of makes fun of superheroes and cliches and the conventions of comic book world, but it does it. It takes a lot of easy pot shots too of like, you know, the jo- some of the jokes are right there, obvious or the, allow- you know, the way it allows us, you know, the R, the R rating, they just let that be the joke, like a cur- funny yeah. curse word, or I can't believe that character said that offensive thing. Yeah. There How was a lot of that. Like, that, 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 that was the limit of the humor. We live in a society. Right. <laughs> But it was really good. Uh, I like her as a protagonist, especially like the female friendship between her and Poison Ivy. It's really good. Like, there's not a lot of good strong female friendships, especially mm-hmm. in a you know superhero cartoon that you're gonna see. Yeah. So like them, like they have each other's back and they're rooting for each other. But you know they also you know will, will argue about stuff. Or Harley's a little more. Uh, fly off the handle than poison ivy would well I, th- be. I think a lot of people are, are watching this in anticipation of when are these two characters going to get together because that was one of our favorite things a few years ago well i mean currently too but yeah um speaking of harley i i did finally rent uh birds of prey in the uh what was it the emancipation of one harley quinn is that correct something like that it used to be i don't know what it is now yeah something like that <laughs> but uh we rented that um harley this... quinn colon birds of harley the emancipation of harley 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 yeah <coughs> cool that one um but it was you guys had seen it in the theater and i didn't go but it was a lot of fun i i really liked margot robbie in that movie and yeah it was good uh, as one of the four movies released this year, it's, it's still in my top. It's pretty, yeah. pretty high. <laughs> it's going to make the, it's getting nominated for best picture. 
And I also got through the first season, only season of Swamp Thing. Yeah. Ten episodes. That's the, I hear that's the best season. It's it's pretty strong for as seasons go. Um, there's not there's not a ton of big name actors in it. Uh, Abby Arcane is kind of the star. Crystal Reed, I'd never seen her in anything before. Uh, Virginia Madsen, Will Patton, Jennifer Beals, uh, Ian Ian Ziering is Blue Devil. Hmm, that's interesting. Ma- Macon Blair was in it as uh, Phantom Stranger. Which I Whoa. did not expect. That was a little weird. And a cameo from Adrienne Barbeau, star <laughs> of the original Swamp Thing movie from Wes yeah. Craven. She was in an episode. Um, I I liked it well enough. I'm a big Swamp Thing fan. It was fairly accurate to the, the comics and the origin and all that stuff. But just there wasn't enough Swamp Thing in it for me. In a show called Swamp Thing, I want mm-hmm. to follow Swamp Thing. And like, it's... And he has a big supporting cast, but it's almost, yeah, if this is going to run for 10 seasons, you want that. But if it's just 10 episodes, there's too much, <laughs> there's too much fat that need, needed to be trimmed. Well, this was the only one that got canceled. Yeah. Bef- and before it aired, right? Like, yeah. Well, like one the, episode did. Well, one episode, one episode aired. in, they said, yeah, yeah we're not getting anymore. But they're going to ride Titans out though. So yeah, the first episode we get Alec Hall and he doesn't turn into Swamp Thing till the very end. Mm-hmm. And there's an episode toward the end where there's this hallucinogen that makes Abby see him as Alec again. So Swamp Thing's not really in that episode either. So out of ten episodes called Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing's only in eight of them. And he only shows up for part of each episode. So it's all about, you know, the oh, there's something mysterious in the swamp. And it's like I was like, just get to it. But yeah, for for ten less than ten hours of 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 show, we had you know Abby Arcane and Matt Cable, who would be if if you know anything about Swamp Thing, those would be the supporting characters you'd expect. And they have a lot of the Alan Moore stuff, like the Sunderland group, and Avery Sunderland is a villain, and this mysterious conclave of people trying to capture him and study him. They introduced the concept of the Green. And the mm-hmm. mystical side of things, and if you know the comics, I don't. I won't spoil the show if you know the comic. But the 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 anatomy lesson issue from Alan Moore that reveals his true nature. They get clear to that before it's over. Uh, they introduce the the Jason Woodrow is in it, Blue Devil, Madame Xanadu, Phantom Stranger. Like there's just a whole lot going on. Um, and it just it it was just too. Again, I said if if it was gonna get. <clears throat> Go for years and years. It's cool to throw all that stuff in there and see what happens. And oh, this guy's having an affair with this person, and this person's got mommy issues with this. And oh, there's a secret. But it's like knowing we had such limited time, all that stuff, I was bored with it and just wanted it to be done with. But I did like the Phantom Stranger. It was weird. Uh, Macon Blair, the director of some some good movies here, uh, Blue Ruin and Green Room, and I don't feel at home in this world anymore. He just showed up. He was he had like a big beard and a Carhartt coat and he was drinking a beer. I'm like, who is he supposed to be? And I realized he's Phantom Stranger. I thought that's weird. But by the end of it, they had him in this this the coat and the hat with the gloves on. So he looked pretty good as just a you know a chubby <laughs> short chubby guy. I don't I, not the you know standard yeah. superhero fair. But they had him sort of playing the role that John Constantine should have played 
as like the guide kind of explaining mm. what's going on. So I'm sure they couldn't use Constantine. So they needed some other mystical figure to do it. And they, they added him, but I don't know. I enjoyed what there was of it, but it was just, it was a little much. Uh, I don't, I don't know that it was, it was somewhere in between like the CW. Show. It was better than one of the CW shows, but it wasn't quite to that prestige that I was hoping for. And the very end, there was a whole a list of thank you credits for all the comic creators and writers and artists. And Alan Moore was not thanked on there, even though eighty percent of the show was based on what Alan Moore created. So I don't know if that's just the policy, just don't bring his name into anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as officially, they're not going to call it Alan Moore Swamp Thing or anything. But I just as a thanks, you think they would add his name to that it? That's weird. So that was a, a yeah, that was a weird oversight to end things on, but. Oh, well. I have never read Swamp Thing. I think I had an issue when I was a kid, and it was like, I mean, if that first off, if there was one thing you wanted to bore me with in a stack of comics, it was a DC comic. <laughs> number one. But number two, it was a Swamp Thing comic. Like, oh my gosh, even more boring. And, yes, there's, I don't, they, they're, they're of their time. They're very poetic and like, were very wordy and he's i'm yeah, sure he's to... i was just too young i'm, I'm sure they would be appreciated as yeah. you age did you watch the movies no no hmm. that's what i remember i remember watching those movies a lot i think they were on, ran on hbo a lot when i was a kid um you guys got anything on netflix uh no, I watched um, something on Prime. Okay. Oh yeah, I did watch something on Netflix. I watched that Seinfeld. Uh, yeah, that new special. Yeah, it's. Have you watched it? Mm-mm. Yeah, don't bother. <laughs> okay. I saw uh, writing. He was saying writing in cars with whatever Jerry Seinfeld uh, is probably done. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I like that show. Yeah, I, I like that too. show. Talking to comedians—that's always interesting. Yeah, hearing how comedians think and create, and interact with each their, other, their their inner circle banter—that's all mm. good. But his his comedy special is twenty three hours to kill, and it's just Not that feels great. very dated. Mm. Very, you know, he's more animated than he used to be. He used to just, you know. We all know how he did. You see it at the beginning of every Seinfeld episode, but yeah. he just kind of stands there and, you know, looks exactly like this and just, uh, you know, yeah, makes very sarcastic remarks kind of like this. And, you know, then he, uh, but this, this thing, he's like trying to be animated and do this stuff because he's trying to, you know, I'm sure it has a lot to do with entertaining a, 3,000 person crowd or whatever he there was in there where, wherever he was um, I'm not sure where it was Radio City Music Hall or where the hell it was recorded but anyway it was just felt very dated trying to do modern material like you know talking about it's still five years ago it's all about cell phones everybody's on no. their phone and things like that like, duh was good. I laughed two times. Yeah, I don't, the 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 richer you get, the 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 more divorced you are from reality. Like as an observational comedian, 
Exactly that. People the, whole are. the whole time I watched it, the whole time I watched it, I thought about how in touch he thinks he is and how much he is not. Uh, it, it, that it came across super clear. He thinks he is totally in touch with everything. And I mean, he makes comments like, I know my life's way easier. Yeah, but, but things still suck for everybody. And obviously, yeah, but, but he, you can tell he thinks he knows he is just totally the everyman. And he does not get that he is not. But on Prime, I watched Upload. Did you get anybody watch Upload? Hmm. You heard of Upload? Hmm. It's like their new big show with with one now is this kid is he like i assume he's related to green arrow robbie amel yeah 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 that he was actually on the the flash for a while um but they are cousins oh okay okay i i get you yeah this is a this is a show about i'm sure it's just a little ways into the future and supposedly you can choose if you sign up for this service before you die you can choose to go into this digital afterlife type thing you know you've seen different versions of this and you know translated. oh like they but, upload your yeah brain consciousness yeah. yeah and you live on you know in this other world and you have uh, servers and people taking care of you, uh, you know, try you know, um, you have people maintaining it in the normal world. And he kind of gets in a relationship with this girl that's still alive while he's married to this girl. that's still alive. It's whole this whole thing. I think in the first episode, he dies in a self-driving car and you're trying to decide whether it's murder or not. And anyway, I didn't like the first episode, but somebody said somebody commented that the rest of the series was good. So I watched the entire season, and I it was pretty enjoyable. It wasn't great, but it was enjoyable. I had a lot of clever moments, you know, great neat ideas as far as that goes. People like in the in this upload, everything's perfect, so they don't. They're having to go off and get like um, snuff type things to be able to like smell something bad or, you know, things like that. They, they're just, everything's too perfect. And I liked it all till the last episode was too busy setting up next season. Mm-hmm. It didn't do anything interesting. I did like the one, the second lead. Um, I want to find her name here. It's uh Andy Alla, this girl, she was um, she was in uh, Dear White People, I think, on Netflix. I had not seen Chicago Fire, Pitch Perfect Three. I never, I didn't recognize her from any of those things, but she was she was very good in it. And he was fine in it. So hmm. It is totally fine. Totally so fine. You can live without it. I uh, I watched. We watched a movie on Netflix hmm. called Dumplin. <clears throat> Do you guess, guys know is about that? The, the one with the girl from, uh, is that got the girl from that rap move, movie? I like patty cakes. Yeah. I don't know. 
I didn't see that. It's got Jennifer Aniston and the girl. Yeah. The girl's the name girl, is. It's got the girl from Patty Cakes. Danielle McDonald. I don't know. Patty Cakes. <laughs> P B and J. P B and J. Okay. Well, in this movie, she plays Willa Dean Dixon, and her mother is played by Jennifer Aniston. She is a Jennifer Aniston is a teenage beauty queen from back in Pardon the day. Me, breaking news: I can confirm Danielle McDonald is Patty Cakes. Thank God. Right. Thank well, she, God. Well, now she's dumpling. <laughs> that was uh, like, that's like a movie from like two years ago. Is it really? I had no idea. Yeah. Um, but we watched it. Breaking it, news. It was good. We, we enjoyed it. <laughs> it was good. It was good. She plays a, uh, this, she's a, a, um, a larger girl. And of course her mom is Jennifer Aniston. And while her mom was off doing beauty pageant things growing up, her aunt, who was also a bigger girl, raised her up on Dolly Parton. And, uh, as a way to defy her mother after her aunt passes away, she signs up for the Miss blue, Miss teen blue bonnet pageant that her mom won all those years ago. Her and her awkward friends um, sign up as a, you know, we're not going to participate, but they end up participating um, and getting help from a bunch of drag queens that knew her aunt and they show them how to pageant it up. And um, it was cute. It was, it was a fun movie. Uh, Dolly Parton soundtrack, which I enjoyed way more than I should have. Uh, my wife enjoyed it a lot, and uh, my daughter had already seen it, probably because it was two years old. So we watched that. And then uh, also on Netflix, right before this movie, uh, last weekend I binged a series called Afterlife. If you're watching this, then I'm not around anymore. But don't spiral, don't obsess. Keep going. So how are you? A good day is when I don't go around wanting to shoot random strangers in the face and then turn the gun on myself. Bad then. I thought I'd leave you a little guide to life without me. You're lovely, but you're absolutely useless. Stay active. It's not ideal to be a fat, lazy, self-pitying lump. Pedo! What? Pedo! I'm not a pedo. And if I was, you'd be safe, you tubby little ginger you know how grumpy you get when things don't go your way. You've got such a good heart. You're born like it. You're just decent. This is Sandy. If you could show her the ropes, tell her what's what. Humanity is a plague. We're a disgusting, selfish parasite, and the world would be a better place without us. Is that the sort of thing you meant? No. How's Lisa? Oh Jesus, she's dead, Dad. Bring Lisa with you. You can't just go around being rude to people. You can, though. The dog should be on a lead. Oh, right. Oh, sorry. Thank you. What? He is not a fat, hairy, nosy <laughs> Sorry about that. Disgusting. If I do and say what the f I want, and then when it all gets too much, I can always kill myself. It's like a superpower. That's the worst superhero I've ever heard of. With Ricky Gervais. Have either of you heard about this show? Oh, I absolutely know about it. He's just kind of a jackass. He is, and I did not have very high expectations for it, but I was just stumbling through Netflix, and it said, 
after life season two. And I was like, well, I'll sit on it in a minute. And cause I'm looking for something to watch and see what the, the trailer, the preview, uh, that runs, how it looked. And I was like, man, this looks pretty good. So I gave it a shot. And from the first episode, I am, I was just wrecked. It's about a guy who has Ricky Gervais plays Tony. He is a guy that thinks he has the perfect life. He is as happy as he could ever be. Um, he loves life and his wife gets cancer and dies. Um, and while she has cancer, she's making these video, um, these videos for him and it's very sweet and emotional and every through every episode. But after she dies, he decides he's just miserable. He's depressed and he's just going to do and say whatever he wants to whoever he wants. And just what now that is so Ricky Gervais. Uh That's why he's a jackass. Yeah. Like I'm going to make a show. So I can have an excuse to say whatever the heck I want to say because I'm Ricky Gervais. Right. And like, and ugh. I'm I'm not this one he's not quite playing himself that it is no. pretty heartfelt. He's more of a low-key guy and he's not that outspoken. No, he's you know, not running around he's not running around doing it just to do it. Yeah. Everything's a reaction to the people around him in his life. And he just doesn't give a crap anymore. And he he immediately contemplates suicide over and over. And he's talking about killing himself over and over and over again. And I mean, it's just utterly depressing. And he's, you know, it, it it's hard for the people in his life to deal with that. Um, but it grabs you and t- you're just in for the ride. Every episode is kind of has a formula. Um, it's written very, I know he wrote it, but it's written very well. And the fact that um, it's got some good British dry humor in there and the way he talks. It, uh, oh, I'm not saying the guy's not talented. And no, I, I'm sure. I'm sure the show's good. He just irritates me in real life because he just thinks, I don't considers himself above all of that. Yeah. He makes fun of all these people that are at his level. Like, like like even with the, yourself, the original, the original office that everybody loves. I'm not that big. I'm not really a fan of it because I've seen him in things. I like his humor. I I think he's funny, but Uh, there was a, he had a couple movies. Uh, mm-hmm. The one about lying, invention yeah, the invention of lying. Then the one where about somebody's dead. Is he dead or a ghost or something? Yeah. Uh, this one, die, the invention of dying. <laughs> yes. The, the invention of lying, invention of dying. Yeah. It's a, well, it's a it's, sequel. Yeah. No, it's, it's got a, it, but it's got a real sweetness to it. He kind of befriends a prostitute. Um, just oh, I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> and um just to have somebody kind of around now and again. And she's a generally nice, very nice person. Um, but his, during this whole thing, his, 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 his elderly father who was played by David Bradley from like Harry Potter and game of Thrones. Um, great actor. He was in some doctor who stuff. And, uh, 
his father is in a nursing home with dementia or something of that sort. And he cares about his dad and, but he's not always quite there. And he meets one of the workers at the nursing home um, that takes care of his dad. And uh, they kind of have this back and forth relationship where it's not like really a love interest um, anywhere at first. Uh, It's just them going back and forth. And it's, good show. We should it's watch. It's a really good show. The I'm busy emotional... trying to watch other shows. You've told me I gotta watch Clone Wars. I gotta watch Rebel. <laughs> you, bet, you need I to watch. I gotta watch Shit's Creek. I gotta yeah. watch. I'm trying to watch all. Of but this this thing really. Uh, this is one of the best things. This was the best thing I watched in the last couple weeks. Um, and it's it's a big hit for Netflix. I've seen. It's it's one of his more popular things and. He just kind of hinted, it hasn't been confirmed yet, but there's should be a season three of it. Mm-hmm. And it'll be the first thing he's ever made a third season of. Yeah. So yeah the Office, odd. Extras, Derek, all those shows mm-hmm. he's made only went two seasons. So yeah. for some reason he thinks he has more to say with this one and thinks there's still... Yeah. There's you know, in honesty, I don't honestly know that there is a lot more to say with it. I don't know where what else he could go with it. Um, that he hasn't in these two seasons, but he plays, he plays a, he's a writer for a newspaper, a local little piddly dunk newspaper. And he has a, a photographer friend that works, he works with, and they go on these crazy people that have, that think they have a feature story, but they're just, they just want to be in the local paper. So it's always some outlandish made up thing. And of course him being, who he is, he's just kind of, it's always, this is ridiculous. You really think this is, you know, worth a story, that type of thing. Um, but, yeah, but there, a, he was on a talk show this week and he said, people constantly ask him where he finds all the weirdos that he casts. Cause all <laughs> his shows usually have some oddball characters. Yeah. He's like, he's like, these are actual people. Like, these, <laughs> like most people in the world don't look like movie stars or don't act like, you know, uh, TV characters. Like, He's, he's trying to be more realistic and have actual, like, normal weirdo people. I actually noticed that a lot during the season, or th- the show. Um, he just there goes into people's really... garages. <laughs> he's in there. There aren't really any good-looking people in the show, though. I, like, at one point, I was like, watching I see a light was... flickering in there. <laughs> there's somebody interesting in there. But I was like, oh my gosh, like, can't they find better-looking actors to, like, to, to be in this? Um, but man, I tell you, it, it's just a great show. I, I was really surprised. It was just one of those things I ran into and man, I, I really was glad that I took the time to, to watch it this week. So it's afterlife, two seasons, Netflix, Ricky Gervais. Um, it's got, uh, a bunch of names you won't know in it. Diane Morgan, Paul K, um, Tom way. I could go on and on, but yeah, cool. I would encourage you to, I think both of you would highly enjoy it. Even if you don't like Ricky Gervais, like me, I was going to say, I think I mentioned Mrs. America before mm-hmm. either of you have Hulu. Yeah. I said watched... Alicia was going to watch it or something. No, no. We watched the first two episodes. I do believe. Yeah. I think uh, they've it's had on, like it's on regular FX as well. Yeah. I don't it's think it those... is. Is it? I think. 
It's one of those FX on Hulu. They've got some deal, and it's worked out where you know they've put their shows on Hulu. It's on every commercial break on FX. I assumed it was on FX. No, I think a lot of uh, some of these shows are exclusively on Hulu. They've got this deal with FX, and they get a ton more views on Hulu. Yeah, it has made FX shows from the past Mm -hmm. kind of pop up again in popularity for sure. Anyway, it's um, it's good. Got Kate Blanchett as that Phyllis Shafley. If you guys, you know, I did not know a lot about the history. I think I said this last time about the ERA, but it's a, it's a very good show and it's an interesting perspective because a lot of things are from the other perspective of yeah. women's lib and things like that in these shows. And this was. This is more the perspective of her, uh, the more Republican side and the quashing of women's lib and um, going, trying to stop the Equal Rights Amendment. And as so many, because it was put up in the early 70s, I think 72, and then you had to have so many states ratify it over the next so many years. You had to have a certain percentage, I forget, like, 30-some states were going to have to ratify it. And, our, I mean, I, I don't know historically if you know this, but it the Equal Rights Amendment never passed. No, I didn't. No. Yeah. There is no Equal Rights Amendment. Like, so wait, I don't have to treat women equally? Right. No. I'm not no, legally no. obliged? Here I am like a sucker. <laughs> right. <laughs> Out of the garage. <laughs> I got news for you. you wish (laughs) anyway that's pretty jarring historically to people i i think like they assume that that is a past thing and it's not so it's a very interesting show and um, it's got a good cast do they touch on alex p keaton going to jail to impress a feminist yeah well there's just one scene where he jumps up on the on the counter with his hands up Pockets. One of the best episodes of Family Times where he <laughs> pretends to be a feminist because he wants to impress this girl and goes yeah. to the CRA rally and, and roots right. Oh, but it's got, yeah, it's got a great cast. It's got a Kate Blanchett, Rose Byrne as Gloria Steinem, Elizabeth Banks, um, Melanie Linsky, Margot Martindale, John Slattery, Gene Triplehorn, Tracy Allman. Sarah Paulman, Paulson, sorry. I mean, tons of great women. The actually. guy from Westworld that played Cyclops in the X-Men movies. Oh, okay. What's his yeah. name? James Marsden. M- Marsden, yeah. <laughs> James Marsden is in it, yeah. Anyway, it's a good show. Yeah. yeah they're, pretty, they're all pretty good actors for women. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't have to... Don't, you don't have to... Tell them that. It's not that's, why the, that's why they're on FX and not on the major networks like NBC. Are we trying to finish CBS? this up in this episode? I sure. Okay, the last thing I was gonna say. Bad education came out on HBO. It's a Hugh Jackman, um, Allison Janney movie, true story. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those movies where he plays a, a school administrator of some uh, superintendent, I think. And it's all about this big scam money scam and it's excellent yeah One of the best movies of this thin year but 
He's great in it. Alice Jane is great. If you have access to that, absolutely watch it. It has the girl from Miracle Workers. I can't think of her name in this amount of time, but she plays like the school journalist or whatever. And it has the kid from Hereditary, and the, the lead from that. But it, just totally yeah. worth watching. Totally worth watching. And, and uh, Alicia went, was watching, uh, she watched Waco. And uh, that was really good too. I watched a bunch of it. So <laughs> everybody's flipping yeah. out about Waco. Waco it's funny all these people that are watching that and crying and posting about it. It's like they never heard of it before. I know watch. that's the way she was. She was watching. I'm like, you don't remember this? Don't like, spoil the I, I know what's what? going to happen. <laughs> it wasn't as fun as you're making it out yeah. to me. All She's... right, we have less than one minute of Zoom left to say goodbye <laughs> to you from Kapow. Thank you for all this. So watch Dave. 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 Watch Dave. Dave. Gotta watch Dave. <laughs> yeah. Ever. The day finale was great. It was great. He went to jail. Not really. We'll be back with more soon. My name's Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. And my name's... <laughs> You're fooling them. That's not Bye true. Forever. We have time. You can say your name. <laughs> no, I was mimicking the end of Dave. Yeah. Bye, Bye forever. <laughs> Are we starting with TV or starting with streaming or... Um, anecdotes. Anecdote. <clears throat> I mean, I got a little chit chat here. Hey, did anybody? Did you guys watch um, the Disney Gallery Mandalorian show? Came out last week. Yes. Did you watch there's episode? Mandalor- there's Mandalorian news, so we should talk about Mandalorian. Yeah. Did you watch episode two that came out? I think today. Man, I love that show. I mean, Filoni, he laid it down in episode two. He laid it down. He was like preaching the gospel of Lucas himself. Like, he would save it for the podcast. (laughs) Kapow, the pop cultured podcast, is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udamwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow, the pop culture podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show kapow the pop cultured podcast at gmail.com if you really want to go the extra mile please sign up to be a patron through the podbean app or our website www.udamwithkpp.com to receive special content and early access to some episodes we are grateful to anyone that chooses to contribute but please know that most of our content will always remain free so please continue to like comment and share